You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. I am Brian Kilby, and on this, it's being recorded on Election Eve here in the United States. Uh, and I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John DeLuna. John, how's it going? Good. It's going good. It's exciting, Brian. Exciting time for uh, for the future of the United States and for our waistlines, right? Tis the season. Oh, I have a doctor's appointment on Wednesday, so tomorrow I am uh, totally... Totally uh, eating as skimpy as I possibly can. Yeah, liquid diet time. Uh, probably. Mm. We'll see how that it's, goes. Is this a what is it? Like a checkup? Is this a wellness? Is this your it's a, it's a physical? Well, so it's a, no, it's a wellness thing. So, uh, I mean, for my weight, the doctor has me on uh, like bi-monthly checkups. So it's been something I've been working on, and he's been happy with my progress as of late. But uh, I'm pretty pretty sure this is going to be the first checkup in a uh, about six months where I haven't at least lost a little bit of weight. I'm pretty sure it's 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 static from the last time that I went. I've been changing my eating strategy lately, which is mm-hmm. eat one big meal and a couple smaller meals. Hasn't worked out as well as I thought. Which is the big meal? Uh, well, it's I'll it, once I hit a big meal. Every, the meals after are small, so it might be like I might have a small breakfast and a small lunch and a bigger dinner, or I might go whole hog and have a pretty good big breakfast and then like a small lunch and small dinner. It just it just depends on the day. Yeah, well, I need, good luck to you, Brian. Yeah, we'll see. Good luck to you. Hey, you know what? I have a story here of a man who probably failed his wellness test. Oh God! Quite a few times before he made headlines. You and I are fans of you probably more than me, technically speaking, are a fan of the energy drink. I drink Diet Mountain Dew like it's water, which is like, uh, you know, a rose by any other name is still a rose, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Diet Mountain Dew, come on, it's an energy drink too, basically. Anyway, a man got hepatitis oh, after weeks of drinking nothing but energy drinks. Brian, before I get into the details, uh, is there a greater than zero chance that this man could have, in theory, been you? I've been really good as of late. Like, I've only had, like, two cups of coffee. I've only had, like, two cups of coffee in the last two weeks. Now, granted, uh, I did read this story to you or tweet this story out, like, a week or so ago. That might not have hurt your psyche. Yeah, this is true. So, Gizmodo reported that a 50-year-old construction worker... What does that have to do with technology? What happened to Gizmodo? They used to tweet about technology. Now they tweet about everything. They need content. Yeah. Uh, What's the death of Gawker? Yeah. Anyway, that's got to go somewhere, that content. So a 50-year-old construction worker was diagnosed with severe hepatitis after drinking nothing but energy drinks for three weeks straight. He said he needed to drink energy drinks just to get through the long hours of doing construction work. Again, as a 50-year-old man... He soon became fatigued, had abdominal pain, had nausea, vomited frequently. He thought uh, he had the flu until he noticed his urine was dark and his skin was turning yellow. How does that even work? He had a wicked case of jaundice. So doctors, uh, when they saw him, they diagnosed him with hepatitis due to excessive ingestion of vitamin B3, also known as niacin. Mm Mm-hmm. A typical energy drink like Monster contains about 200% of your daily recommended intake of B3. So that's one Monster who's drinking several a day. 
And uh, if that wasn't enough to poison you, just that one can, um, if you drink five to seven cans a day throughout the day for three weeks straight, you come down with a severe case of jaundice and a very taxed digestive system. So this is uh, a case that actually isn't uh, the first. Uh, a case has been published before in the British Medical Journal stated that, uh, yes, excessive intake of B3, specifically from energy drinks, can be hazardous to your health. Brian, I think you're wise to stick with the Java. I, I just I still don't understand that. I don't understand, like, the hepatitis part. Well, I mean, it has to do with your uh, – I can't remember if it's kidneys or your liver, but when um, uh, hepatitis can, it can be effectively, like um, – when uh, I can't put, I can't remember when it, it's one or the other. When one of them basically goes into distress, extreme distress. Yeah, I, it is effectively hepatitis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that's true. I just always thought of it as uh, communicated. And you know, I just googled, hepat <laughs> I just googled hepatitis, and I misspelled it hepatitis, and I didn't get the result that I thought I was going to get. Oh yeah, does she have an, a Twitter account? No. Oh, that's sad. Hey, one on on a brighter note before we get back on topic. Did you know Pringles released uh, new seasonal flavors already? Uh, I, I know they released flavors. Uh, I don't know what the seasonal flavors are. Is it like pine? Uh, no, it's uh, it's based off food, so that's good if you're not like a squirrel. So we've got three flavors. All three, I'm sure, are uh, levels of disgusting. Salted caramel, which is probably the best of the three. Oh, God. Salted caramel, because at least it's salty. Uh, and then the other two are sugar cookie and pecan pie. All three of those things are phenomenal when they're real. Yes. But when they're in peanut, when they're in fake potato chip form. In a can. In a can, it's not really good. I'll give them credit. They, uh, they base their seasonal packaging off ugly sweaters. So that's fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. And each can has a... Uh, a blank space to write to and from. So they're they're designed to be gifts, so you can just write the to and the from right on the can. They know what they're doing. They know nobody in their right mind would actually buy this for themselves. Yeah. It's a gag gift. Anyway, so yeah, look for that uh, at uh, at a store near you for a buck 69 at uh, Walmart beginning in early November, which is now. So go for it. Sugar cookie Pecan pie, salted caramel, Pringles. I'm not doing it. Mm. Ryan, what else you got? Uh, so we just missed things. I mean, pardon me. We just missed Halloween. Halloween was yeah. uh, a week ago. We haven't yes. uh, recorded since then. Um, did you have any trick-or-treaters? Yeah, we had actually a pretty good amount. I think uh, our neighborhood has been historically like older people, people on the edge of uh, going to <laughs> assisted living. Oh, okay. Sorry. No sugarcoating that, haha. -ha. But anyway, it, I think the the neighborhood's turned a corner where those people are moving out and young people are moving in. So it was surprisingly festive. So yeah, we had we had trick or treaters and we went trick or treating ourselves with uh, a good degree of success. I'll tell you what, the costumes are uninspired. I need I need something new to hit. I'm tired of seeing Captain America. I'm tired of seeing. Uh, a Spider-Man here and there. I'm tired of seeing Frozen. Frozen's like three or four years old now. It's still the best that a, a little girl can 
get. We need we need more pop culture hits. We need Transformers Five to be not necessarily good, but good enough to inspire kids to bust out the uh, Bumblebees and Optimus Primes again. Yeah. It's getting stale out there. Uh, how many Harley Quinns did you see? I didn't see any, but my you're looking. They're kids, not uh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I was gonna say no. I saw I saw. Everybody who – I don't think we had any uh, party crashers this year. Every trick-or-treater was appropriately aged. And I think, to their credit, the parents were aware enough of what actually Harley Quinn is or represents to not let that happen. Good. Uh, we, we, uh, we went to go see a movie instead of taking oh, trick-or-treaters. Okay. Where'd you go? Did you go? Was that Doctor Strange night? No, that was, uh, that was Thursday. Uh, we went to uh, go see a re- – so, uh, again, Zach Galifianakis from my hometown, so we are partial to him. His newest movie was terrible, but that's where we were. <laughs> With uh, Kristen Wiig? Uh, no, this one had um, – There's another one out? Yeah, this one had Gal Gadot, uh, the guy from uh, Mad Men, and somebody else. Uh. Yeah. What was it about? What was it? Uh, it was about, um, a, a, you know, like a suburban neighborhood where uh, two people move in who Zach Galifianakis and his wife assume or start to suspect are uh, spies. And they are. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah. It was terrible? Yeah, pretty terrible. How was he? Uh, it's probably the worst movie I've seen him in, but I did not, uh, see, I did not see G-Force or whatever it was called. You need to watch uh, Baskets. Okay. He did a series uh, where he played a uh, classically trained clown in France, and uh, but he's from here. And uh, things don't work out in France because he's a terrible clown. So he comes back to America to be a, uh, a rodeo clown. Mm-hmm. It's the best job he can get. So he's still like trying to play out the very classic and proper uh, French buffoon mm-hmm. style clownery uh, as a rodeo clown. And then hilarity ensues. It's very, like, strange and awkward. Uh, Louis Anderson plays his mom. It's tremendous. That sounds great. I'll check it yes, out. it's tremendous. The only thing about Baskets that I'll say that uh, really put me off is, uh, and it's, it's unexpected because of who it is, but it's very obvious that Costco, of all things, Costco, like, must have paid for, like, half of the production because... Every episode, there's some kind of weird, kind of forced Costco plug. It's very strange. But other than that, like, heavy-handed, ham-fisted uh, product placement, it's a really good show. So Baskets. That is, that is good work by Zach Galifianakis in the last few years. Yeah, very good. I'll check that out. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Halloween was last week. The next, uh, next holiday coming up is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I, people always tend to uh, donate their time and donate food and everything around Thanksgiving, and that's very important. I mean, I can think back to when I was a kid when I donated, uh, like, canned goods uh, at school sure. to, um, you know, Thanksgiving. And then later on that day, my guidance counselor came to my house and gave me a box of food. That I the box of food that I brought plus other food, man. That, that was that's <laughs> an eye opener. Yeah, that that that's that 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 actually happened. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know it really is important. It's, it's important to do that sort of thing uh, year round. But it's easy to keep that top of mind um, around this time of year. So there is a. Uh, it turns out. Just about a mile and a half down the road, I guess this speaks to my um, property value, but the the soup kitchen for the local community 
is right off of Main Street, which is near my house. So um, I did find out where the local soup kitchen is so I can donate food. And uh, actually at work, uh, my team will be donating time as well. We'll be volunteering. Oh, nice. Uh, But yeah, so – it's uh, that that's going to be pretty cool, and um, you know, I I hate you know just to be completely honest, the wife and I always end up having food that goes bad because we never get mm-hmm. to it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. make a point to be more proactive about going through it and donating. The interesting thing, so when I worked for a nonprofit uh, children's home, we always had a listing of things that we always needed. Like top priority was always toilet paper and paper towels. Mm-hmm. Um, any any guess as to what the soup kitchen's top item is that they need? You'll probably never guess it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to say the only thing I'll guess is it's uh, it's unexpected, possibly not food. It's food. I'll tell you that much. Okay, what is it? Barbecue sauce. Okay, number one. Uh, it's a condiment. Yeah, number one, and that's their year-round uh, top priority. Of uh, why is that? I don't know. I'm going to find out when I go. Because it goes with everything. I guess so. It, it like masks uh, low quality meat. It probably perhaps? probably does. Yeah. But but uh, but that's coming up, and of course, um, with Thanksgiving come, comes the fact that you'll probably overeat. So, be strate- <laughs> be strategic about your eating. About your overeating. Yeah, I'm gonna have two Thanksgivings this year. Uh, as always, uh, we go to uh, my wife's grandmother's house, and um, you know, uh, and that's on one side of her family. Uh, and on the other side of our family, we on the Saturday after Thanksgiving will actually be hosting a Thanksgiving get together. Mm. So I'm not actually not that I'm, it's not the company, but it's all the food. I'm not I'm not looking forward to having that much food. But I did notice that the local Popeyes. I don't know if, I don't know if this is a nationwide thing, but a lot of times, especially chicken places, will uh, like may, do the you can like they'll like cater Thanksgiving for you. You just go in and place an order. I don't know if that's oh, common. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but Popeye's does that, and you can get a, a Cajun turkey from Popeye's. And I freaking love Cajun turkey, so I'm actually kind of excited about that. So how does that work? Is it preparing an entire turkey any time of the year? I don't know if it's any time of the year or just around Thanksgiving and Christmas, but they'll do it. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to – well – I, I got to get buy-in from the wife, but I'm going to say I'm going to go to Popeyes. I'm like, hey, we're doing this the Saturday <laughs> after Thanksgiving. Can you have us a turkey ready? And if that's the case, that's awesome because one, it'll, it'll be much better than me having to prepare it. Sure. And two, it's it's Cajun. And you get that uh, that dirty rice. Yeah, uh, I, I'd totally be up Some for that. Biscuits. You know, I you know I I've never been a big Popeyes fan, but the last couple times I went, it's been great. Hey, Popeyes is good. Yeah. Don't, uh... Don't underestimate the power of Popeyes. Uh, speaking of fast food, Brian, this is a this is a big story. I think if you're a fan of the uh, the Golden Arches, so apparently earlier this year, some McDonald's in select locations around the United States were testing this concept out, and now McDonald's has announced that starting early next year, the entire United States. We'll get to partake of the concept that they were testing very carefully. Uh, some would call it a brand extension. Maybe people in marketing, like myself. <laughs> Other people would uh, call it uh, grasping for straws, perhaps, maybe. Just something, trying to get some headlines. Well, it worked. They are rolling out two new sizes of Big Macs. So the Big Mac, registration mark is the medium size. That is your 
middle of the road core product. But now they're going to roll out the Mac Junior, which is effectively a cheeseburger with all the Big Mac ingredients. It's not double decker, it's single decker. I've so it's been, a hamburger. I've been wanting that specifically forever. Really? Yes. You're going to get it. It's a Mac Junior. And then they're going to roll out the Grand Mac. <laughs> the Grand Mac? <laughs> the Grand Mac. Uh, for people who just think a Big Mac isn't enough, it has two bigger beef patties weighing a third of a pound, and it's served on two larger sesame seed buns. So instead of like going like high, instead of like adding a third layer into the Big Mac, it's literally a scaled up Big Mac. For some reason, they're like sourcing bigger buns and bigger meat patties, and it's it's just a scaled up. Big Mac instead of adding a, a third layer, isn't that kind of weird? So is it is it um, you said are, is it a third pound each or a third pound total? Uh, well, the description like so. I'll read the advertisement and then let's try to figure out what they're trying to say here. So the the Grand Mac. This is the ad copy on an advertisement for this. It says for Big Mac lovers who want even more beef, the Big Mac is made with two one hundred percent beef patties weighing in at. One third pound. Hmm. Two slices of melty American cheese served on a larger sesame seed bun with crisp lettuce, minced onions, tangy pickles, and of course the one and only Big Mac sauce. Sauce is uh, uppercase. So Big Mac sauce is uh, a proper name, I guess. It's a thing. I'm surprised that doesn't have a registration mark uh, on it. But okay, so it says. Two 100% beef patties weighing in at one-third pound. So I don't think – there's no way this is two-thirds a pound of meat, right? Yeah, it sounds like it's not. Obviously, being a third-pound total, it's not two-quarter-pounder patties. Right. It, it may be the quarter-pounder bun, though. Right. Yes. I don't know. They're being vague. I demand transparency on the Big Mac, on the Grand Mac. I need it. Anyway, if you were curious, here's the Mac Jr. copy. All the flavor, one less layer. The Mac Jr. has a single layer of 100% sear-sizzled beef. One slice of melty American cheese served on a sesame seed bun with uh, crisp lettuce, onions, tangy pickles. And our iconic Big Mac sauce. I, well, I, starting I, next year, Brian. Is, oh, it's next year. Uh, I want to try this. For, yeah, early next year. But you said you were going to go for the Mac Jr., not the Grand Mac. I'll probably try both, but the Mac, <laughs> okay. the Mac Jr. is more like um, what I've been interested in. And honestly, if you think about it, the Mac Jr. is probably going to be worse because, um, like, you know, one of those probably won't be enough. So I'll get two. And <laughs> so two, you're going to be eating a Big Mac. Two is a, well, no, it's it's one more piece of bread than a Big Mac. And plus, oh, plus more sauce, I guess, too. And that sauce isn't low low carb or low fat, so uh I suppose so i'm I think i am i'm I'm interested I haven't had a big Mac in years, but I do remember every time I have a big mac i'm I'm not disappointed it's It's a fairly solid fast food hamburger so the question the question here uh and I think in terms of this as somebody, as somebody who produces stuff a lot uh I, I read an article, and this was circulated all over the place, that um, most millennials have not tried a Big Mac. Really? Yeah. So I don't think this is a, me a measure to lure the millennials in. What I think this is, it's probably to 
increase the number of Big Macs eaten by people who already eat Big Macs. Yeah, for sure. It's to remind people that uh, the Big Mac exists. Yeah, but I mean, not not just to remind them, but like if I were if I was somebody who bought a Big Mac and I you know I might consider getting a bigger one, yeah, or two smaller ones, which is exactly what I'm doing. So I am without having to grow the audience for the Big Mac, I am growing the sales of the Big Mac potentially. And yourself. Yeah, and yourself. Supersize me. Man, oh man, oh man. McDonald's knows what they're doing, I guess. Hey, I will say this. As the as the father of a three-year-old, the Happy Meal continues to be an amazing value. And they still put, like, good effort into it. So I was, I was very happy with this year's uh, Halloween buckets. They still do that, too. So you still get, like, your pail to put your candy in. That, that's what the Happy Meals come in still after, like, 30 years during uh, Halloween. It was awesome. So um, I will give I will give credit where credit's due. McDonald's still has, dare I say, the best uh, kids meal value on the market. And Very impressed. The guy who invented the Happy Meal used to work for the same company that I do, and every time you would see his uh, byline or his uh, like uh, like an about like a blurb about him, he would mm-hmm. al- it would always call out the fact that he invented the Happy Meal. And if I invented the Happy Meal, I also would <laughs> make that as apparent as I possibly could. Huh. Interesting. Cool bit of trivia. Hey, Brian, you were mentioning to me in the pre-show something about Ecto Cooler, kind of going back to uh, speaking of Halloween, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so it's been a few weeks since we've done an episode. And of course, we were just trying to figure out like what to talk about. And one of the news items that popped up last week was the fact that Ecto Cooler is going away. And yeah. I mean, I don't expect that there will be a sequel to the new Ghostbusters movie because I don't think it did that well. So when are we going to get Ecto Cooler back? Maybe never. Hmm. Mayo Elf. I mean, have they have they greenlit a sequel to the to the Ghostbusters movie that came out this year? I don't think so. I mean, it didn't Man. it didn't do well. That's true. Now there's a lot of politics though around it. So yeah, but politics will only get you so far. <laughs> no, that's that's also true. But, Man, but like you know, this is a little self serving. But you know, hey, if you want to get a uh, if you want some of the ecto cooler, you can get a tfradio.net slash ecto cooler all over case. And you can order some from Amazon. And you can pre-order the uh, Ghostbusters Blu-ray, right? That's not out yet. Uh, or is it out? Hi, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Man, sorry. Sorry, ladies. I'm sorry. I really love Kate McKinnon in that. Uh, she made that movie. Um, like, the movie overall was just kind of eh, but she was so good that uh, I would recommend seeing the movie just for her. So, Brian, I have uh, one last news bit, and this one tickled me just because it gets into the heart of the FDA and the government and these little fights that food companies have with our government over some of the most harmless-sounding stuff that can translate into, I'm sure, millions if not billions of dollars when you add it up. And it's really just the... It's just the fight over words on a piece of paper, but uh, it means something. So apparently the FDA has started to poll people, ask people, ask the public to comment on how they eat Nutella. Are you familiar with Nutella? Of course, and I've never eaten it, and I never will. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you allergic or something? I just don't want – I just the idea. I don't like hazelnut, so. Really? Yeah. Do you like chocolate? I love chocolate. I just don't like hazelnuts. And you're not. You're never gonna try it. No. Man, this guy. 
I guess you, you've got conviction, I yeah. suppose. Anyway, well, for the rest of the world, me included, who uh, love Nutella, slather it all over their face every night. Um, the government has asked the public to comment on how they eat Nutella. What do you do with this stuff? Uh, and you might wonder why would they ask people like how they how they use and how they eat a specific product. Well, Ferrero Rocher, the company responsible for Ferrero Rocher chocolate, yeah, and Nutella. I didn't know that. I guess it makes sense. It does make sense, right? Because that is in Ferrero Rocher. Do you eat those, Brian? No, <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't like them. I don't like. I don't like hazelnut. Consistent. Can't get this guy. Can't catch this guy. Anyway. So Ferrero Rocher, who makes candies and Nutella, recently petitioned the FDA to change Nutella's classification as a dessert topping. It's, that's what its current classification is, dessert topping, which is where it and other nut cocoa-based spreads currently fall. In the FDA's new guidelines for serving sizes and nutritional facts labels, that's the crux. It forces them to label and list out their nutritional information a certain way. So the company would rather see Nutella in a new category specific to, I love this, there's a new category specific to flavored nut butter spreads, or even better, Ferrero Rocher wants Nutella classified as a honey jam or jellies. That's the category it really wants Nutella to be put in by the FDA. Honeys, jams, and jellies as a uh, spread similar to them, it thinks. So under the category of dessert toppings, the serving size of Nutella is greater and would require Ferrero Rocher to report two tablespoons as its serving size on labels. And this classification of dessert topping was made 25 years ago based on data that consumers primarily used Nutella as an ice cream topping. So if it comes back that the American public doesn't primarily use Nutella as a dessert topping, an ice cream topping, then obviously Ferrero Rocher will have more firepower to go back to the FDA, have them recategorize, recategorize Nutella as a honey jam or jelly, and Ferrero Rocher would then be able to cut the reported serving size in half, which would cut all the numbers, the calories, the fat, what have you, in half, and we know lazy Americans will assume that Nutella has now been cut in half calorically, which is what Ferrero Rocher is after. So, interesting tidbit of government and food colliding. Uh, the fact that they want to put put it in like honey and jams makes me even less likely to eat that crap. <laughs> Do you hate them for that? No, I love honey and I love like jam, I guess. I guess jelly. Jam and jelly is a little different, but uh, it, yeah. Explain that later. Anyway, make your point. I think jam still has the seeds in it and stuff. Oh, it's kind of uh, like it's kind of like it's kind of like orange juice with pulp. That's my understanding. Um, but yeah, just just the idea of that makes. I, I thought it was sold like with peanut butter and everything. Yeah, that's where it is in the. I mean, it's in the spreads aisle. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you go, if you ask grocers, if you look at the way it's merchandised, it's not. Uh, it's not a dessert topping. Yeah. It's with the spreads. Yeah, I've never thought of it as a dessert topping. I've never thought of it as food either. <laughs> yeah, right. You've never considered eating it. Nope. So you're disqualified. I am disqualified. 
Yes. Brian, what else is happening in Brianville? Uh, the only other thing that I really wanted to mention um, was a Pepsi thing, not not Pepsi Max. I, that's going as well, away as well. TFradio.net slash uh, – no, no, Pepsi, Pepsi Clear. So TFradio.net slash oh, – Crystal Pepsi? Yeah, yeah Crystal Pepsi. Uh, God, I can never like. So there, here's why. Here's why I'm there confused. wasn't a Pepsi Clear, right? No, no. Here's why I'm confused. My favorite soda is Pepsi Max, but they've changed it to Pepsi Zero. Have they changed anything about it? No, just the branding. Okay. And All right. It's it's thrown me off. So like, I now I want to call like Crystal Pepsi Pepsi Clear, and I want to call anything like it, now. It's it's kind of like. Uh, Noun, it's kind of like a noun adjective. So you have like Pepsi, proper noun, then like the adjective, like zero, because there's zero calories. Or uh, actually, I guess it's adjective Pepsi, then with diet Pepsis. But I don't know. I'm confused. And I don't like the fact that they've changed the name because people on, people know Pepsi Max is Pepsi Max. It's been Pepsi Max as long as it's been sold in the U.S. Originally, it was sold as Diet Pepsi Max, but it was still sold as it still was sold as Pepsi Max. Mm-hmm. And you know, on the shelf, the bottle still looks mostly like Pepsi Max. It's still black. It says it has a little Max taste on it. So they put Max. <laughs> they put Max taste okay. to like to, to like clear up the confusion. But if I didn't already know that Pepsi Max became Pepsi Zero, I would have thought Pepsi Max was gone. But it's exactly the same. Exactly the same. I, I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that they're confusing me and <laughs> confusing other people. By changing the name, like it's been Pepsi Max for ten years. Then plus all the time it was in Europe and everything, so al- almost ten years. I think it debuted in the U.S. in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, but I don't like it. Pepsi Zero. It's kind of like they're co- copying Coke with Coke Zero. Of course they are. Yeah. Is it the same idea? Uh, like, is it like effectively zero calorie or near zero calorie, but with a uh, different sweetener? And so, um, yeah, it's it's got a it's got a slightly different sweetener. I don't quite know the the chemistry of it, but it, it is slightly different. Uh, but the difference is like where Coke Zero is supposed is supposed to taste like Coke because you know diet Pep, diet Coke was supposed to taste like Pepsi, mm-hmm. so it's, it doesn't taste like a diet version of Coke. Diet Pepsi doesn't taste like a diet version. Diet version of Pepsi, uh, but Pepsi Max was in the U.S. not not in Europe. I think it debuted in Europe. In the U.S., they originally released Pepsi Max as Pepsi for dudes with zero calories. <laughs> I know it's it was confusing. They sort of got rid of that, but it, basically, it's Pepsi with more caffeine. They kind of tried to do that with the uh, like Dr Pepper Ten. Yeah. And- uh, the the ten colas, the ten calorie colas. That was all about like it's the diet. It's the diet drink that men don't have to be ashamed to drink. Uh, yeah, but like it, so, like Pepsi Max has ginseng in it uh, as well. Uh, but th- like pretty much, at least with Diet Coke, uh, Diet Coke has more caffeine than regular Coke. Mm. It's it Diet Coke is like the second or third most highly caffeinated soda there is. I got to remember that. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's just it's just weird, and I'm confused. But um, you Pe- know what else is weird? Pepsi, eighteen ninety three. I like it, but so, it's confusing. I mean, it's clearly it's made to be mixed. Am I wrong? Isn't that what it's made for? Like they want you to like take, they want that to be your new like crown and coke. Yeah, basi- right? basically. But you like it by itself. What's yeah. it like? It's uh, a little more. It's like Pepsi, but a little more bitter. Huh. Okay. 
So um, it, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a less refined Pepsi. <laughs> okay. When I say when I say when I say refined, I don't mean like as in sophisticated, but like it's as as in like nasty. No, no, yeah. I mean it's like it's it's like it's not been. As, it's that girl that you dated that had a tattoo. Uh oh gosh. Okay, if we have if we have dirt. if we have to go in that route, it's kind of like the one your parents never heard about. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in that context. Okay. I, I would say it's more like comparing it's more like comparing a 2016 Mustang to a, a 67 Mustang. Okay. So this one wouldn't pass the emissions test. Exactly. All right. And you said it's a little bit bitter, so is it also a little bit less sweet? Uh, it's still it's still sweetened with uh, cane sugar. Uh, huh. It's it's still sweet, but it's got a little bitter taste to it. I really dig it. All right. I mean, I'm interested. It's over in the um, it's over in the snooty part of the uh, soda aisle with the uh, with the other like um, I don't know snooty drinks. You know, slightly. It's not in a six pack. It's not in a twelve pack. Yeah, that's no. for sure. At the gas station. Uh, like it sheets, it's just in there with the other Pepsi. Oh, really? One thing I want to mention. So, uh, Monster has released their own like uh, Mountain Dew clone and basically Game Fuel clone. Hmm. It, it's sold in the soda aisle, but it, it's like a Monster, but it's more expensive. So it's like two dollars for a twenty ounce. Jeez. But the thing is, I looked at the caffeine content of it. It's the exact same amount of caffeine that is in a Pepsi Max. With zero sugar, huh. where the monster is loaded with sugar. Okay. So, just saying. Interesting. That's interesting. Man, the Cola Wars are on. I know. It's, it's interesting. I, I love this stuff. Yeah, I think it's actually even more interesting knowing that, like, overall, people are drinking less soda. Yeah. So, I, like, they're getting more fierce in their attacks against each other. Yeah, it's it, good stuff. It, 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 all, all this business and marketing stuff just fascinates me, so I think it's great. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm, I'm, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you've tried 1893. I am, I'm, I guess I am surprised that you, you like it, but I have no, I have no real concept of what it is. So I, I guess I'll give it a yeah, whirl. Yeah, give it a whirl. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've, I, not, I, you know, I've not tried yeah. the, uh, the other one that's like a ginger. I think ginger. Yes. I've not, I've not tried that one. Yeah. I, I don't have a clue what that one's going to be like, but the uh, regular one is pretty good. I mean, that one screams like a mixer even more than the original one. It's like, I don't know if I, I – ginger cola, I don't know. But if you spike it, uh, all right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. I mean, I can see it as like a conceptual ingredient in a cocktail or something like that. So even more so than the original cola, which is already <clears throat> that way. Uh, Brian, anything else on this week's Get the Skinny? Well, yeah, one thing, John, you know what? We completely failed to catch. What's uh, that? To, this is our um This is our 50th episode. Whoa, wow, how nice. Yeah, I I I I lost track. This is episode 50. What anniversary is that? What's the 50th anniversary? Is that wood or glass or I, uh I don't know. Sheetrock? Let me see here. How would we ever find that out hey internet let's see here google that oh 50th is gold isn't it um google tell me a minute yes it is gold so all you fine listeners out there send us bars of gold appreciate <laughs> it. it's the only appropriate thing to do um 
or you know what? We'll take uh, we'll take chocolate wrapped gold coins too. That's yeah. fine. Or the I mean, yeah, or like the chocolate oranges. I also like those. <laughs> yes, or Ferrero Rochers for me. Yeah, I won't. No. Not Brian. No, sorry, sorry, Brian. What's wrong with you? I can't believe it. Well, we all have to stand for something, yeah. right? Yep. Hey, also, before we go, I do want to mention that uh, you can support the show. Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon to do your Amazon shopping, your holiday Amazon shopping. Or just uh, click the Amazon link at tfradio.net when you're looking for the latest podcasts. By doing so, we get a small cut of the money that you spend on Amazon. So you, you support us without doing anything different with your shopping habits and without spending more because it, uh, it comes right off of uh, – the top of Amazon's cut. So it's not like you spend anything extra. So and, go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. You know what you should get when you're there? Hmm. You should get an Amazon Echo. Hey, oh, hey. yeah, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. I love you. Thanks. It's good to be appreciated. Yep. You need one. <laughs> I think that's also like a rejection. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an affirmation, but it's also like if that happened at a bar, you would be like, dang. I was looking for a little bit more. Yeah, it's true. If, if, oh, too bad Alexa doesn't – actually, I'm glad Alexa doesn't have arms and hands. Uh, that would be scary. But that's that's what uh, – a couple of firmware updates away, I feel. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe like an Arduino and some 3D printing and some stuff. You could probably do that. <laughs> Seriously, uh, how many years, Brian, before we go – I know we're on a tangent, but I just want Brian Kilby's take on this. How many years – which are over under on years to everybody having Jarvis – uh, define d- define Jarvis. I mean, you mean like AI, or do you mean like yeah. a, a butler? Well, uh, I guess AI because you can make your AI a butler. I guess if you want, or your best friend. Uh to what level? I mean, I'm pretty happy where the Echo is and Google Assistant is now. Um, I would say, did, did you ever watch the movie Her? No. Okay, you need to see that one. You need to watch Baskets with Zach Galifianakis. Two, you need to watch Her. With Joaquin Phoenix, seriously. I'd say I'd – And mm-hmm. – go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And I was going to say, and if if, uh, if you need more clarification, I would say um, think, think Alexa, but uh, – Alexa, but uh, not, not just reactionary, uh, also like anticipatory. Like she, she, uh, she or it basically learns from your behaviors – and uh, has some form of intuition well, we can, as I they mean, help you. That, I mean, we can we have that today. I'm pretty sure Google Assistant will do some of that for you. That's fair. Uh, but like when it comes to just like being able to communicate and interact with, I mean, I, we have well, we have to have APIs and everything in place for the uh, the artificial intelligent uh, assistant to actually be able to do things i mean mm-hmm. I, I guess if we had really good ai it wouldn't need it wouldn't need an api and it could just go in and do whatever itself but we're, we'll try to make it simple on them but i would say that for like a, a normal person to just be relatively satisfied with an ai being as intelligent as jarvis you know to them that they interpret that they interpret the ai that way i think we'll be there in 10 years mm. That's good. That's good stuff. See, I, that's what you get from get the skin. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's going to pass the Turing test. But I think oh, that. Right. I, I think that generally speaking, most people would be very satisfied with where we are in like ten years. They'll feel like they have a companion, whether it's yeah. technically true or not. Yeah. 
Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Brian, we've done our uh, we've done our due diligence with reminding everybody to go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. We've talked about news and diet uh, topics of the day. Anything else? Hey, Alexa, we'll see you later. Sorry, I can't find the answer to the question I heard. We're not there yet. <laughs> oh, man. See you in 10 years. This has been Get the Skinny. 